Hello, welcome to Love Yourself Rich. This podcast is designed to increase your income in life and business through self-love, mindset work, and spirituality. I'm Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a money mindset coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. All right, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, so I will just make a note here that you will probably be hearing footsteps and a variety of sounds in the background. I am currently at my family home, my parents' house, the house that I grew up in. So there is a lot of activity and noise and stuff. And, you know, after kind of being solo in Austin for a while, it's kind of refreshing to be around community and family and just the love that comes with that and although like I left Austin or I left Virginia um, to kind of set out on my own and see who I was apart from my family I will say it is obviously so nice to be in the presence of family and just that like support I don't know like this unspoken support Um, And there's definitely that sense of support and ease that just locks in whenever I'm here. As opposed to being in Austin where I'm very far removed from any family. My closest relative is just kind of like a distant relative and he lives in Houston which is like two or three hours away from Austin. And that is the closest family um, that I have there physically. So um, just to be here is so nice and refreshing and it makes me really appreciate that sense of comfort and ease that comes with being in a community with your family and knowing that like I have support when something happens. Like for example, I um, was shipping my car and no one was at my house to receive it And, like, this guy had, like, this 18-wheeler. He, like, was trying to get into my neighborhood. Like, we we needed someone to, like, pay the dude and and receive my car and park it and make sure everything was fine and whatnot. And I just, like, called my cousin. I was like, hey, are you doing anything? Are you able to, like, meet up with this guy and give him cash and blah, blah, blah? And he was able to do it. And just having that support has been so amazing and I think I wouldn't have been able to really appreciate this level of support without being by myself um, in Austin so it's been really refreshing so I just I feel like the alignment and the expansion that have just unfolded for me ever since I set foot back home here has been magnificent And truth be told, there has been some stagnant energies that I have been experiencing um, back in Austin. And like this was the perfect, this has been the perfect opportunity for me to mobilize stagnant energies within myself and be reminded of like just feeling a family and ease and comfort and being safe and being supported and just all all of those good feelings um and that being said i have been doing a lot of work on my root chakra 
which has been very interesting. I have taken a deep dive in chakras before, but recently I've been very interested in it for some reason. The universe has aligned. (laughs) The stars have aligned for me to be able to revisit that again. And, um, like I thought I wanted to do a deep dive on all the chakras and like get it all in alignment, everything, but I found myself really honing in on the root chakra and it just makes total sense for where I'm at in my life right now as far as that sense of home that sense of security and support and safety and it's just been this huge factor in my life recently even before me um even before I came here to Virginia so um one thing that has unfolded in on in working with my root chakra is uh, falling in love with nature and it's so bizarre because I'll be honest I haven't been a nature person I've been very irritable in nature I don't really have a lot of good memories in nature it's just been kind of like a nuisance to me to be honest and I know maybe a lot of people in the spiritual community are like horrified that I would say that but that's how I grew up and that's um, that has been my experience But I had a recent unfolding um, with nature that has changed everything. And I think this is also my openness to nature now is definitely a direct result um, of working on my root chakra. Because root chakra is all about just being grounded and being here, like planting your feet on the earth and just being rooted in the now, in the physical Um, And I think as someone who's very airy-fairy and very spiritual, it's really easy to bypass the physical nature of us, to bypass our human nature, and to be like airy-fairy and in the sky and be very um, non-physical and in the invisible and blah, blah, blah. So it's been uh, an amazing evolution and personal medicine for me to explore pleasure in nature and being in nature and seeing the beauty in that and so I was recently in California visiting some family and I went to Sequoia National Park now I've been here before a couple times when I was a kid and all I remember is just like visiting it and there were like really big trees or whatever but I went and I have a little cousin, my cousin's son, who I guess is my cousin or my nephew, I don't know. But he's about nine and he was talking about like, we should go to the toilet bowl. <laughs> We're like, what's the toilet bowl? And he was saying like, oh, it's like this really awesome river and it's like a whirlpool. You can go in and swim and it's amazing. And first of all, anything called a toilet bowl for me is just like, no, that's gross. That sounds terrible. And also, I'm not one to just jump in a lake or jump in a river. I like chlorinated pools. (laughs) I like predictable, um, sterile water environments like a pool. And so I was like, okay, we'll go. But like, and I'll be like totally on board and then the second we get there I'm totally gonna check it out like I'm not gonna do it another element of this is my boyfriend was with me and he is 
so adventurous. He loves to do that stuff. And, um, like, so I knew he would be really into it. So I also knew going in, like, I might, I might end up doing it because he's here and I know how important it is for him to have us enjoy stuff together. So we went, um, to Sequoia National Park and we asked the park ranger, do you know where like this place is called the toilet bowl? Like our nine-year-old cousin told us about it and we have no idea where it is. He has no idea where it is. And they're like, we've, we've never heard of that before and kind of just brushed us off. And we're like, okay. (laughs) And at this point, we're literally relying on our nine-year-old cousin to lead us to this destination. But eventually we found some dude who worked at one of the stores or like the visitor centers who was like, I think I vaguely heard of that. It's like near the, um, the tennis courts or like a basketball court or something down the road that way. So we follow this guy's vague advice. We drive down there and then we find this windy trail descending down. Um, and it's near like it's near the visitor center near the basketball courts if anyone is interested in visiting it themselves. So we went and um, my cousin was instantly like, oh, this is it. I think this is it. And so we go. It's about maybe like a quarter of a mile, half a mile down. And it is the most luscious. I don't even know other words to describe it. Like beautiful, beautiful rush of water. Um, and it's not like this violent um, rush of water. It's not this violent river. It's like, um, I don't know how else to explain it, but it was beautiful. It was calm enough for it to be like safe to go in. Um, and it wasn't too aggressive. And then there were also like beautiful rocks to just sit on underneath the shade. It was perfect. And we were the only ones there, which made it even more perfect. So we go down there, um, and then I take a look, and I see that the water is clear. Like, the water is crystal clear. And I come from D.C., (laughs) and so um, the Potomac River runs through D.C., and the Potomac River is brown. I don't think it's a result of pollution. I think it's just a result of, uh, like, dirt and just deposited stuff that is floating in the, um, the water. But I don't usually interact with bodies of water that are super clear. Even, you know, going to um, Ocean City or Atlantic City in New Jersey and such, all, like, the beaches were kind of muddy and like brown and opaque (laughs) and so I was immediately taken aback about by how beautiful this river was and so everyone's like let's go I'm like so my cousin my nine-year-old cousin his dad my real cousin and then um like another cousin and then two other cousins and then my boyfriend um they were all like yeah let's go let's go so we all change I find this weird rock that 
um, is in plain view of a house, but for some reason I don't care. So I just like change into my, my bathing suit there and, um, everyone goes in and I'm like, holy shit, I'm so scared. Like, I don't like touching the ground. Um, like, like, I just don't like touching the ground in the water. Um, but my boyfriend was going in and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for him. (laughs) I'm just going to do it for him. Like, I want him to enjoy this. Um, and I want to enjoy this. So let's just go. So I go in and at the bottom, it's just these smooth rocks, beautiful smooth rocks that feel so good on my feet. And I could see where my feet are. So there's like, no mystery as to what I'm stepping on because everything's crystal clear. It's deep, but not deep enough to have me feel unsafe. And it's just like, this is, this was genuinely the first time I had ever swam in like a spring like this or a river like this before ever. And I know it sounds weird, but I just like have never been open to the idea of doing that. And so we're having fun. It's spectacular and then we finally go to the toilet bowl section so there's two toilet bowl sections (laughs) one is the mini toilet bowl um, which is just like a mini whirlpool where it basically just like pushes you out um, down river and it's very mild like you stay above water it's just like a fun slide that's like a little whirlpool So I did that. That was fun. And then we get to the main toilet bowl, which is um, a little bit higher. The um, water's running a little bit more rapidly. And um, like, it just looks a little bit more sketchy. (laughs) But we are all trusting that my nine-year-old cousin, nephew, who's like, yeah, I've done this before. I was here like two weeks ago with my friends. Like, this is it. Like, this is so cool. It's totally safe. (laughs) And so we're like, okay. So his dad, my cousin, he, he goes in first and he completely gets submerged underneath the water. Like completely, I don't see him for a good five to 10 seconds after he goes down into this toilet bowl whirlpool. But then he surfaces up and he's like, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. And then um, my nine-year-old cousin goes and then I'm like, okay, I'm so fucking scared. Like I'm scared that when I go down, I'm going to hit my head on a rock and I'm going to die or I'm going to like sink or it's going to be really deep when I go there and then I'm going to drown. Like all this stuff, my fear brain was just acting up and saying all the terrible things that will happen to me because I don't trust nature. Like that was just, that's a running program that has been in me for a while that I don't trust nature. And like I even saw in my head like the news flash of like girl dies in whirlpool in sequoia national park like all the things and i just let my brain run with it i didn't even try to suppress it i didn't even try to tell it it was wrong or get mad at myself i just let my brain my ego run with these fear stories as i (laughs) got into the whirlpool so i um i sat in and i was like this is me surrendering to nature. Like, this is it. Like, a part of me, 
Like I've always wanted to control things. I've been very controlling recently. This is ultimate surrender to nature. And so I get in, I get to where like the top of the slide, I guess you could call it, goes. Um, I sat down and I pushed myself into the whirlpool <laughs> and then I completely submerged in there, was like spun around crazily and then I surfaced and I felt exhilarated. I mean, I was freaked out a little bit, but I also felt freaking exhilarated like I can't believe I did that and my boyfriend was like I can't believe you did that (laughs) that's amazing and I just felt like my entire soul just expanded right then and there and being able to trust nature and surrender to it and um yeah so it was so much fun I'm sorry I'm going on such a tangent right now but I just I want to like share with you guys all the expansions and all the things that have been going on in my life right now because it's really important for me to share this with you guys so anyways after that there was like another side of the river that is kind of like upstream um that is a lot more like calmer so it's not like rapid water um running down or anything so it was kind of nice and serene so we go there and the bottom of it instead of the smooth river stones that were in the first portion of the river it was um on the ground black glittery gold sand like no joke guys i felt like i was in a freaking like million dollar spa I felt like I had hit the jackpot. It was the softest black sand with like specks of what I uh, suspect is like mica, but it just looked like flecks of gold in the bottom, in the sand. And it was marvelous. Like I felt like a fucking queen just swimming in that crystal clear, calm river with this black gold sand at my feet. And like such an amazing experience the one of the best experiences I've had with nature so far and again I do believe this is a direct result of me being willing to work with my root chakra and be in embodiment like be in the physical and have that be its own spiritual experience as well because it's not all about like being energetic or being like in the air or being in my imagination or being very mental part of our evolution as spiritual beings having human experiences is leaning into the human portion of it leaning into that human experience of being here being present putting your feet planting your feet on the earth itself and just feeling your presence here so um yeah so anyways after that experience um i um came to Virginia and for the the landscape of Virginia is very lush in the summer as opposed to Austin which has a lot of greenery compared to other parts of Texas which tends to be really dry like just being here in my neighborhood and seeing the landscape and seeing the trees and seeing all the flowers it's just so apparent of like how much more luscious and gorgeous nature is here it's like vibrating with such intensity and i'm probably 
able to be more receptive to this now, now that I've had this experience with nature and opening up my root chakra and everything. Um, so yeah, like it's just lush and thriving nature. And, um, and I was walking, um, later previously today, I was walking maybe about an hour ago and I was looking at nature and just being with it and something occurred to me that I really wanted to talk to you guys about, which is this evidence of the universe's support of the physical, right? Like I see the thriving trees, I see the bloomed flowers, I see the bees and the bugs and just everything blooming and blossoming and thriving. And I'm like, wow, the universe is totally supporting this right now. Like, and it's not even just physical supporting like I can tell these plants are happy these bugs are happy like I can tell it's more than just the physical support here I can tell there's energetic support there's like happiness there's joy here and so it reminded me of this experience that I experience and I'm sure many of you guys do experience as well is that like when we do these um abundance practices and we you know start trusting the universe and believing that we have enough there is this belief that the universe will only support us with the bare minimum like you've talked about breathing and having enough oxygen and having that feel abundant right but i think a lot of people could stop there and being and be like yeah so the universe supports my body it supports my ability to breathe but i want money to buy crystals or i want to buy this course or like i want to buy these shoes (laughs) or i want a thriving relationships i want a lot of friends and meaningful friendships and so we like see how we are already supported physically and we think that that's it we think that that is the extent of how the universe can support us and so looking out in nature I feel like it's evidence that this is not true at all that this the universe doesn't just support us with the bare minimum physical needs right the universe supports us in overwhelming and overflowing ways in all the areas I believe that it's safe for us to trust the universe with our emotional needs, with our mental needs, with our spiritual needs, and our fulfillment needs. Because I think when we are really desiring the financial need aspect, when we're saying to ourselves, yeah, the universe is supporting my breath right now, but it's not supporting my desire to go on vacation and buy this, this, and that. Or like have enough to um, pay for blah, 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 for blah, 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 right? Like I think what we really mean in that situation is I'm afraid the universe, I can't trust the universe to fulfill my fulfillment needs. I can't trust the universe that she will flow to me the perfect things, the perfect opportunities, the perfect possibilities for me in the perfect time 
Like when we are desiring that pile of money or desiring that financial backing, what does that represent to us? What does, let's say like we are trying to manifest six figures or like $100,000 in the bank. What are we, what is the true desire underneath that? What do we believe that the $100,000 will give us? And oftentimes it's, it's really about the safety the security, and also the possibility of believing like I have access to all that I want, all that I desire, and that I have the ability to expand upon those desires and like have that personal um, personal control or personal um that the power to direct your life in whatever way you choose, right? Like I think when we are desiring our financial needs to be fulfilled, we have to go deeper than that. Like there are layers to this, like peeling an onion. We have to go deeper into that. And in my personal experience, it might be different for everyone, but my personal experience is when I like dwell upon my financial needs being met, it is often very tied with just me wanting to be happy. Like, and me using this cover of I want this amount of money or I want these financial needs met as a middleman to being happy, being joyful, feeling good about my life, feeling good about where I am, feeling good about my future. Like it all has all to do with my relationship and my ability to trust life and trust that my happiness is here right now. My joy is here right now. And I don't need a fat bank account to justify that. I don't need these things to justify that. And oftentimes I feel like, you know, if you're on this journey with me, like with the abundance, with the money, with all the things, and it's not working, quote unquote, working in the way that you want it to, then I believe that is a huge indicator of you needing to figure out why you want the money in the first place what that money represents to you and oftentimes i believe it's the universe telling you that you have that already and when you tap into that already the abundance the joy the fulfillment that you have right now that is when the physical manifestation of money and resource will occur will um will manifest and materialize in your life but it's about connecting with the essence of the money first it's about connecting with your intention of why you want this, what you deeply desire from a fulfillment standpoint and allowing that to be like filled up and allowing that to be fulfilled by the universe and trusting that the rest is on its way to you, trusting the timing of everything, uh, the timing of the materialization of everything. But like, if you were to have be in a situation where you're like, okay, I want money, I need more money, blah, 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 right? What if suddenly, right now, you were the happiest ever? Like you became quote unquote enlightened or you just experienced this endless flow of joy and 
beauty and blissfulness, then how important would that money be at that point? I have a feeling that it wouldn't be. It would drop. That ego desire for money and for wealth will drop. And so I am saying this with the nuance, with the caveat that it's not wrong to seek out money. It's not wrong to want money. I don't think it. it's the same as like me working with my root chakra. It's like obviously not wrong to be here, to be in my body and to explore the physicality of things right? Like it's, there's the physicality of it and then there's the spiritual essence of it. And those two work in a beautiful marriage together. But it's important to make it a marriage. It's important to marry the essence of what money is with the physical aspect of money. And so sometimes we have this empty ego desire for more money, more wealth, more in my bank account, a higher paying job, blah, 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 without incorporating and integrating the essence that is within it, without infusing it and encoding that money with the love, with the joy, with the fulfillment that you truly desire. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel that there will be more to come with this, um, with the expansion process that I'm going through And I'm happy that you are here for the journey as well. So make sure to follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. If you want to work with me one-on-one as your coach, hit the link in the podcast description. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.